welcome to Totally Tell Me, a weekly entertainment review podcast where we talk about movies, music, food, and fun. My name is Dominic Mercurio, and I'm here with Laura Weinbach. Yellow. Just us two today, because we're doing a little different special kind of episode for you, which we also did last year, actually, if you've been, if, you, if you're a longtime teller, totally teller. Um, so this episode's going to be a little different. We're going to do our top 10 uh, favorite films of 2018 which I'm excited about. I keep a film diary. I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big time lister. I like to, I like to just think about, I like to organize things, you know, just been doing it since the dawn of time really with albums and films and whatnot. So that's wonderful. You know, <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Yeah. So normally if you've never listened to this podcast before, normally we review one film, um, but uh, the topic today is going to be that. And normally we also kind of like we'll discuss just how we're doing, what we're doing, all this sorts of stuff. We're really just cutting the fat today is just going to be our 10 favorite films each. We oh, each but the fat is so good. The fat flavorful. is so good. I think the fat's going to be sprinkled in is what I mean. Like a well marbleized, distributed, fatty. Yeah. Instead of like, is always instead of like a front ended fat, it's going to be more of like mixed in, drizzled throughout. It's called marbleization. Okay. Marbleization, so I guess, is the word. So we're going to mar... So we're going to... Normally what you'd hear in the first half, marbleize through the rest. <laughs> so that's what we're doing today. Very good. Um, okay. So I guess we didn't even really discuss off air, but I was thinking we do the same format that we did last time, which is, um, I'll say my 10, you'll say your 10, you'll say your nine, I'll say my nine, et cetera, et cetera. So that by the end of the episode, we're both talking about our, our favorite films. Fair enough. You know, we saved the good <laughs> stuff for last. It's kind of like your classic, uh, showmanship, your entertainment value kind of thing. Catch 22. If I ever done saw one, <laughs> I don't know if Wrong that's phrase. definition of cast. Catch-22, but, you know, we'll go ahead and just Cast put it out away. into the world and we'll roll with it. We're just going to roll with it. You do that. Um, okay. Do you want to go first or should I go first? Um, you go first. Or actually, is there any, like, honorable mentions or any, like, stray dogs that you wanted to just throw into the ether before we get into the official, you know, uh, government stray dogs? Or- orthodox kind of thing? I mean, sure. I guess I could mention a couple of honorable mentions. And now, though it didn't come out this year. <laughs> oh, God. You can say Little Women? A timeless classic. Oh, yes. Jesus. Here we one. go. Little Women. I thought, well, actually, I will say that, that was going to come up later in the episode. No, no. I have to say, <laughs> the wonderful timeless classic that I will forever and always cherish and hold dear to my heart. I did not actually watch that flick this year. Oh, so you can't actually officially count it for the best films of 2018 like you did last year, for those who listened, when you named it your number one film of 2017. (laughs) I could, but I'm not going to. Um, Wow. Instead, I will say that uh, another great timeless classic (laughs) that still holds true today for me and hopefully many others is Total Recall, which we did watch this year for an episode of Totally Tell Me. Yeah, that was a fun episode. And I loved it. I loved it that. I loved it this time. I loved it back as a kid and I will love it again next year and it will probably be on my number one next year. (laughs) Excellent. Yeah. Uh, So that's an honorable mention. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you have any? Dare I ask or perhaps (laughs) if you don't have to answer this question, but dare I ask, did all of your top 10 films of 2018 actually come out in 2018 you don't have to answer that's a dare i'm not willing to <laughs> okay the suspense is killing me <laughs> wow that's that's a wow who knows anything could happen tonight folks it could um as with any other night i don't really have much of an honorable mention but i will say i really enjoyed uh the black mirror episode bandersnatch yeah. which I didn't quite know whether to count it as a film, but it's not in my top 10, but it's something I really enjoyed this year, kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure sci-fi thing. If you haven't seen it, you should check it out. I'll just cut in and say, I was going to say that, but I thought I would give you the opportunity to do so yourself. Wow, so thank you, you. You knew I was going to say that. I wow. was lending you the opportunity. Wow, we really, at this point in, in our relationship, we just read each other's minds, don't we? Red <laughs> And another film that didn't make it into my top 10, but I really love, I actually have it as my number 11. So mm. it's truly the most honorable of mentions is Roma. Oh, really? Didn't make it into my wow, top 10. Wow, that's but a shocker. I really liked it a lot. I am shocked. Well, you know, there's 10 films I liked a little more, but that's a shocker. it was it was a narrow <laughs> it was a narrow shocker of a choice, I'll tell you that. Wow, I really am uh, bewildered. I really loved it. Tonight. I really loved it. Yeah, I w- I assumed that was going to be even in your top 5 to be honest. Well, you know, you win some, you lose some, Roma. Well, I guess I should say <laughs> in advance then that, yeah, that was the one movie this year, I think, that I 
wanted to see and I'm sure would have certainly considered for the top 10, but mm-hmm. I still have not yet seen. And so mm-hmm. that's just a, you know, for the record, a disclaimer, mm-hmm. that is not going to be in my top 10, but it could have been had mm-hmm. I seen it. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling it not. definitely would be in your top 10. Really? Yeah. yeah I, I mean, think you I actually did... might like it more than I did. Even. Well, I heard a lot of great reviews on it from people who I tend to trust mm-hmm. from time to time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's definitely something I plan on watching in the next you know week or so. And it's out on Netflix for those who don't know. You should, you should, if you have Netflix, you can watch it. Right. Okay, uh, let's get into our proper top 10 then. I will say that the only film that I didn't watch that I could see maybe sneaking its way in, but I don't even really know, is Wildlife by Paul Dano. It was his directorial debut. Paul oh, Dano. Oh, I really wanted to see that. Um, that's the only film on my list that oh I was, my God. I was trying to get down. to a whole bunch, but I couldn't make it to Wildlife. So Wildlife is still my wild card. Dude, you know, we should just do a top 10 movies we didn't see that <laughs> seem good. <laughs> well, that's Seriously. my only, that's the only one that I didn't see this year that I think what other movies came out? <laughs> We're not, no. I mean, you know. Oh, oh, there's another movie I really wanted to see this year, too, that I'm sure might have made it to my top 10 that What's I that? definitely want to oh, see. Oh, the period piece drama, right? Uh, uh, you mean the Queen, Mary period? Queen of Scots? Yeah. I, I did watch it. Oh, you did? Well, oh, it's not it? Oh, maybe it is. Oh, I, uh, we won't we even won't say. say. <laughs> but um, I do. Yeah, I watched that. But no, um, I really wanted to see the new Jan Svankmeyer film titled oh, yeah. Insects, which mm-hmm. we are definitely going to be watching for an episode of this uh, podcast. I'm down. I'm down for that. Um, but what else came? Okay, Wildlife, Insects. What I know there were others that I missed that I know. Well, I maybe you'll see. hear about them in my top 10. Right. Oh, damn it. <laughs> There's definitely, I'll say this much, there are a few films in my top 10 that you haven't seen. I know that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. <laughs> well, I know because you told me, well, I, I well, don't, don't know. know I don't know what's in your top 10, but we you did review what, movies you saw this year mm-hmm. and there were some that i didn't see and i imagine that i probably you know might have liked them but the ma- vast majority this much i'll say the vast majority we did episodes on so you know for right. those listening if you want like even more of my thoughts on any of the films i'm about to talk about there's an episode for the majority of these so right. you should go and listen to that i just i feel like there were some great movies that came out this year that just got little to zero uh, marketing or coverage or you know promotion oh, yeah. and it's just like there's a they couple. were really good movies out there i know mm-hmm. that i mean and i mean and we'll i'll just I'll, I'll hint at this that like a lot of my favorite movies that came out this year were movies that i had never heard of prior to seeing them mm-hmm. and they just got no attention whatsoever and we're gonna get to them i say we we just hop on in here all right um you go first let's start with uh oh, laura's right. oh do you want me to go first or kind what of. i could go first okay <laughs> okay i'll go first yeah sure all right i'm going first everybody <laughs> we're kicking it off with number 10 my number 10 film no, 20- head off. <laughs> my number 10 film of 2018 is beautiful boy oh my god really Beautiful. What do you mean? Okay. Oh my God! Fair really? Enough. Oh, did you watch it? I did. Oh, and you didn't like it. Oh, well, I will say this: <laughs> a little piece of fat for you to suck on. <laughs> yeah. Last night I had a marathon watch fest. Wow, marathon watch. So that fest. I could be prepared for today's events uh-huh, of this uh-huh. totally tell me episode. Uh-huh. I watched Beautiful Boy. Uh-huh. I also watched uh, First Man. Yeah. Well, we just watched First Man together. Not First Man. Sorry. I watched. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Green Book. Oh, okay, I was supposed book. to watch First Man last night, but we, uh, we also had to watch the new episode of Outlander that came out yesterday. Okay, yeah. So I had we watched two movies and one TV show, and mm-hmm. by the time that was over, it was four a.m. and I could have gone kept going, <laughs> but I knew Anton wanted to watch First Man, so uh-huh. I saved it for him to mm-hmm. watch today, and mm-hmm. so that's why I didn't watch that yesterday. Mm-hmm. So maybe I I'll just say what up. I think. <laughs> Go ahead. Boy. Sorry, sorry. Uh, I loved it. I so this is one wow. of the ones we didn't do uh, an episode for. Um, and uh, by the way, it's directed by Felix von Groningen. Groningen? I don't know how you say his last name. I don't either. But anyways, um, Beautiful Boy stars Timothy Chalamet and... Um, Steve Carell. Steve Carell. Um, it's about a, a, a meth-addicted young boy. It's a true, based on a true story. Um, I really liked the acting. Um, I thought that Timothy Chalamet was great. I thought Steve Carell was great. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I just, I really enjoyed it. I just really enjoyed it. Wow. Yeah. I got to say, I did not like that movie. <laughs> you did not, not like one it? one small little hint of like. Oh, my God. I say, I thought it was poorly executed. Just the music was good, but horribly used, horribly placed. I, I will mean, say. The mixing. I mean, it just was amateur hour of the Apollo for me over here. I mean, I could not. 
it started really cheesy i will say that like in the beginning i was like i don't think i can believe steve carell this as this dad this is like hard for me to believe and then actually i totally came around and then i was like actually i think he's great i think he's really good in this i didn't mind steve carell at all he wasn't my problem i actually i actually thought timothy chalamet was more the problem in this picture i mean and not necessarily through any fault of his own i think that just the directing was really bad and mm. like the script was just it was cringeworthy. It was bad. It's my number 10. All right. What's your know. number 10? Sorry to say. Um, yeah. My number 10, because I honestly didn't feel that I had 10 that I really loved this year, I, I put Annihilation at number 10, which was mm-hmm. good. But By I, Alex Garland, I'll say. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't something that I loved, to be honest, but I liked it enough to keep it up there. You know, I mean, again, I felt like there were really only, I would say, well... I won't say how many, but so many movies that I really liked a lot that mm-hmm. I wanted to like mention in my top 10. So if, if I had, so you're had just seen crapping one, out this annihilation, it doesn't even matter to you. It doesn't saying. matter that much. Oh my no. God. I think that if I had seen some of those other movies that I hadn't seen this, that I, that were out this year mm-hmm. that I'm, I probably would have definitely had a fuller, more enthusiastic top 10, but mm-hmm. this is a less enthusiastic number 10 annihilation. Okay. Well, we can just cruise on past unless you wanted to say more about annihilation. Do you have anything to say about annihilation? I might have more to say later. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> a little piece of fat for you to suck on over there. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. It calls to mind the wonderful, great nineties, uh, you know, ahead of its time picture lawnmower man, which was a fun, it was a fun world to kind of reconnect re, uh, with. Mm-hmm. This movie has a lot of those elements, and I think that's it is fun. It is a fun movie, but mm-hmm. it just didn't like stick with me that long afterwards. So mm-hmm. for it to be, you know, something that me to re- really be enthusiastic about, mm-hmm. I have to kind of like it has to resonate for a lot longer than just you know, of course, a couple hours I'm in there. Yeah. All right. Well, my number nine is First Reformed by Paul Schrader, mm-hmm. which uh, we did an episode on. I do um, recall. It stars, what's his face? Uh, I really Ethan didn't Hawk. do much. Re- Ethan Hawke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I thought this film uh, was really beautiful. Like the cinematography is insanely good. Um, I loved the aspect ratio. It's, it's, I, it's either 1-1 one, one or it's like 3-2, but it's almost a box. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt that that really like, made its photography really unique um, and had a lot of awesome close-ups that for me, I was personally just thinking like, you know, the face really works well for a square aspect ratio. And I don't know, they, they just, that the cinematography in that film out of control good. Hmm. Um, and there's also some sequences that have really stuck with me throughout the whole year um, without kind of giving away anything because we're not going to spoil any films today. But there's just sort of like another, there's, a couple sequences that were kind of like beyond reality in that movie. And those are the ones that I remember uh, mm. very fondly. And um, I thought that Ethan Hawke's performance was incredible. And I just liked the vibe of it. I just felt like it was, it never tried to be more than it was. And I really appreciated that it kind of kept itself very grounded mm-hmm. in reality. Yeah, I mean, I will say that I that was a movie that I recalled as a, a title that we had seen this year, but it just I couldn't remember it very well at all. So I was mm. like, this must not have been in my top ten. I all mean, right. it well. just didn't stick with me. Yeah, but I'm excited that we thinking, have different top tens. Well, I remember thinking there were a few good elements about the movie, and uh-huh. that I did like certain sequences, but I just it just really ultimately didn't really you know dig its claws into me. Fair enough. I mean, you know, I will even say that I'm somewhat with you with like. These, the ones from like my 10 to 8 are movies I really liked, but not like top tier kind Mm -hmm, of films. mm -hmm. We're going to be getting to the top tier cream of the crop pretty soon here. (laughs) Sure, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm saying. Because I didn't, I I wasn't like enthusiastically in love with First It was not a too enthusiastic But it's very good. It's very good. Gotcha. All right, what's your number nine? My number nine is a, a moderately enthusiastic number nine. Okay. Green Book. Green Book, huh? Green Book. Didn't see, Didn't it. see it. Yeah, I watched it last night in my, you know, watch fest. Uh-huh. And uh, pretty good for what's a mainstream flick. I don't even know what it is. So it's about a musician named Dr. Don Shirley, mm-hmm. who is like this African-American pianist mm-hmm. uh, living in New York in like the uh, nineteen early 1960s. Mm-hmm. And um, he has to find a driver for him to go on tour and he's like a very you know successful world-class mm-hmm. uh 
musician pianist mm-hmm. and he's like sought after by all like the highest ranking socialite you know white people in america yeah and he gets hired to travel around america to perform for you know the you know upper echelon of uh you know of of, of people mm-hmm. and uh, that includes like politicians and you know various other kind of high-ranking, really rich people. Mm-hmm. And it kind of digs into the dynamics of that and what that would entail as a, an African-American 1962 and how he's it's kind true, of... It's true, right? It's a true story. It's based on a true uh-huh. story, yeah. And um, Viggo Mortensen played... And so he hi- has to find a driver and the driver that he hires is like a white guy. Mm-hmm. And so it digs into the dynamics of a white male driving a black male in 1962 mm-hmm. yeah. who's his inferior, essentially, like in, the work, in, a, in a workplace. Mm-hmm. And... Um, how that is sort of uh, reacted to and and looked at uh, through their surrounding environments and yeah, it's an interesting it's an interesting story and it's definitely like a mainstream flick mm-hmm. <laughs> and so on that basis like I did appreciate it I liked it as that kind of movie I mean it had a lot of mainstream elements to it the way mm-hmm. they used like the non diegetic music in it to kind of cue the audience into feeling a certain you know it was very you know there were a lot of like bittersweet kind of cheesy moments mm-hmm. that you would expect from like a family drama but mm-hmm. well, i i don't know if i would exactly categorize this as a fa- family drama but i mean it it had that feeling to it mm-hmm. <laughs> it actually reminded me of like a 90s drama yeah the way a 90s drama would have been produced and con- composed from that time yeah sorry the way a drama would have composed been composed in the 90s this this kind of seemed to have all those elements and in that respect i liked it because mm-hmm. i actually liked a lot of dramas that came out at that time but they are there is a, like a sap element to a lot of, of the movies that came out at that time and to this movie as well but it didn't like always do what i expected and i yeah it was well acted well directed and it was a great story i liked it oh, i'll give it a number nine i'm gonna have to <laughs> check it out then i would do it I the, will. and i liked the music mm-hmm. yeah so anyway all right. Well, my number eight, yeah. well, now we're getting into eights, uh, is Lean on Pete by Andrew Hay. Didn't see it. Hey. 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 Hey's for hey, horses. Didn't see it. <laughs> um, hey, it's a horse film. Horses. It's, it's a horse related film. Um, it's about this oh. young boy uh, who kind of stumbles upon uh young boy, by the way, played by Charlie Plummer, who I had never heard of, but he does a fantastic job. Steve Buscemi is also in it. Okay. And uh, Man, I will say, why are you watching these movies without me? <laughs> well, this is totally would, would have been a film I would have loved why to have watched for the podcast, but it just How was... How they? I no. know. I actually wanted to see it when it first came out. This came out actually early in the year, oh. and it was on my list of things that like I wanted to try and see for the podcast, but I think at that time, we were just getting busy with other... Mm. We were just... We just couldn't do it, you know? But So I snuck it in I'm on my own. I'm surprised that we didn't have a conversation about it you didn't run it by well, me well this one i just watched very recently <laughs> how dare you won't run this by me <laughs> i watched it very you recently tell me every goddamn thing you do <laughs> but it's about this young boy who's a low in a lower income situation i believe he's just like living in a trailer with his dad um there's sort of this troubled past that you learn about and basically he kind of stumbles into this horse racing kind of thing he gets like kind of intrigued by it through steve buscemi <clears> who he meets who's a uh, horse trainer or like horse i don't know what you call it when you're kind of training horses to go in these races but there is a name (laughs) but anyways it's very character driven and i loved that it subverted expectations i thought it's a it's a british film um by andrew hay uh he i love andrew hay he did um he did weekend which is about uh these two guys who uh meet each other for a weekend and they begin to fall in love wait didn't see it sorry um really good (laughs) and then he also did looking which is set in san francisco no uh about three gay men yeah HBO. hbo uh and he also did uh this movie called 45 that's the only one of his films that i haven't seen <clears throat> but anyways yeah so, okay Loved was it. it and it was an independent film uh lean on pete it was an yeah. a24 produced film oh, okay um beautifully shot i really loved it cool i gotta check it out highly recommend it yeah <clears throat> i put that on my top 10 to watch <laughs> yeah top 10 to watch that I haven't seen that's yet. the new list <laughs> right or top 10 that we haven't seen that we might well for me i think you'd really likely want to watch i really liked it a lot all right cool what's your number eight my number eight was mary poppins returns <laughs> wow made it to your top 10 i mean yeah i liked it so, i really liked it 
we did that an episode of this, enthusiast- but it's actually coming out next week. Uh, oh, or, yeah. Yeah, we're kind of changing the order, but right. we just watched this together. But anyways, with tw- yeah. Yeah, with my little brothers. Yeah, Talk and I, I have to say, I well, I mean, maybe partial, part of the reason I liked it so much was the way I went into it with the mindset thinking that I wasn't going to like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and just writing it off is going to be another, you know, cheesy reproduction of something. But I guess I didn't also re- really realized that it was a sequel and not uh, a remake. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really thought they did a fairly like tasteful job of doing this kind of movie. And I mean, I really liked a lot of the production value and like the art direction and stuff. And I thought Emily Blunt was just great in it. She's great. Yeah. And um, there was not very much about it that I didn't like, although there were a few things, but ultimately most of it I enjoyed quite a bit. And mm-hmm. um well, yeah, I mean, I'm not, yeah, my, I guess the reason I'm not like super enthusiastic about it is because the musical element, which is a big part of this production, mm-hmm. really wasn't top tier for me. I mean, yeah, yeah the, there were no like super memorable songs ultimately, but, I agree with that. but, um, you know, despite that as a movie, not as a musical, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would definitely recommend it to people to just at least watch or enjoy for, you know without too much investment (laughs) it was better than i expected too yeah i will say yeah i mean look again i didn't have a ton of like super hardcore loving it type of movies this year so this is you know (laughs) kind of based on that these are just the scraps i guess the scraps i mean mean, look you know (laughs) there's a few movies that i am very enthusiastic about but i'm not gonna say that this is like last year i was so hardcore enthusiastic about certain movies you know Mm. um Okay, well, my number seven is Revenge ah. by Corlai Farget. Mm-hmm. And she, this is one that I think definitely flew under the radar for a lot of people. Absolutely. And is one that I'm going to be championing to people because it also, I've been seeing a lot of top 10 lists and it's nowhere to be found, really. And also, it was nowhere to be found on iTunes. Nowhere to be found in general. And it was only out <laughs> on iTunes, wasn't it? Um, it, or something yeah it didn't go to theaters right. um, it was a digital release but it um, did, didn't it just go like it, I think was, it was a french film was it not french yeah yeah but didn't yeah. it go straight to itunes um it yeah it didn't have a theatrical release in the united states I mean, so. okay what i mean though was it only available for streaming on itunes no i think it was i think you can find it on other streaming platforms oh because i re- vaguely recall when we watched it that it wasn't available anywhere and you and you had to find it, it on yeah. itunes and it was, it was like a nightmare. really hard to find on itunes you type in revenge right. which is well, literally yeah. the name of the movie yeah. and all these other things came up i had to like i had to search in all these different subcategories like right. foreign film whatever like it was like they buried this film. Well, it's a pretty bold name to decide on. I mean, like... It is a bold name, but I mean, you know, whatever. I loved it. Oh, yeah. um, the film's great. If you uh, haven't heard of it, it's um, it's a thriller. It's a dark thriller. Um, yeah. And yeah, I really loved this film. I thought uh, that it surprised me, actually. Yeah. Um, it, it had some really unique sequences, and it was just like such a fun ride. You know, mm-hmm. it's totally like a thrill ride kind mm-hmm. of movie. And I just had a blast watching it. Like, I just remember really having a fun time. Wow. And I, I think, mean, you know, there's something to be said for just having a ball <laughs> when I, you watch a movie. I liked this movie a lot as well. And mm-hmm. I'll talk more about it later. But mm-hmm. I will say, just based on what you've already told us, mm-hmm. I will make this observation. Mm-hmm. Wow. You liked that less than Annihilation. <laughs> you Maybe already so. hinted that Annihilation was going to be uh-huh. talked about. So obviously it's on mm-hmm. your list. But Wow. That's a bit of a bust. Is it a bust? Well. Well, I'll tell you maybe why. Okay. <laughs> In a little bit. All here. right. <laughs> I mean, you know, I really liked Revenge. I think it's great. That um, as did I. It didn't like shift my world view or like, you know. <laughs> but Annihilation did. It didn't did. move mountains or whatever. But well, I, Annihilation moved mountains? I'm not saying it moved mountains either. I'm just saying, <laughs> oh you know. <laughs> I'm not saying it did. Somebody call a cavalry. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Um, what's your number seven? My number siete is. Um, <laughs> oh, you're bilingual. The, now? I am trilingual, maybe quatrilingual. I don't quatrilingual. know. We'll talk, talk about it later. Um, <laughs> the favorite. The favorite. Yes, and yeah. again, not like a super enthusiastic, but no, you're you know, kidding me. I, I liked it mm-hmm. enough. I mean. Obviously, I guess it beat Mary Poppins, so there you go. I'll say that it's directed by Yorgos Lanthimos, who yeah. directed, I think, a film that we both absolutely loved last year yeah. called Killing of Sacred Deer. Yeah. Also did uh, The Lobster and Dogtooth. Yeah. Anyways, go And for me, see. yeah, this this film was not on par with uh, The Killing, Killing of a Sacred, sacred deer. deer for me. 
Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of other people, maybe it is it's it surpasses that. But mm-hmm. um, I yeah, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was good, mm-hmm. good enough. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah, it didn't really dig its claws into me, but mm-hmm. I I definitely see why it's good, and mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It was an enjoyable flick. I uh, yeah. Fun for the family. Fun for the whole crew. <laughs> fun for anybody. Fun for the little ones who want to see a naked guy getting tomatoes thrown at his balls. <laughs> spoiler. <laughs> you, I don't think that's much of a spoiler. It's in exactly. The I'm um, kidding. And you know, Yorgos Lanthimos is always delivering. So if you like him, I think you should definitely. If you've liked any of his other films, this is one to check out for sure. Yeah, I mean, look, it's definitely, I guess, a legitimate <clears throat> number seven. Mm-hmm. Legit. Okay, number six. Number six for me is Eighth Grade by Bo Burnham. Oh, my God. <laughs> I loved this movie. No, I mean, I didn't dislike it. Uh, eighth Grade to me, um, you know, there's actually, I don't think there's any comedy. Well, I guess you could maybe call The Favorite somewhat of a dark comedy. Um, but oh, yeah. Eighth Grade is probably like the only comedy that made it onto my list uh, this year. Uh-huh. Um, and I just thought it was like really unique. I loved the music. Um, I thought that... Especially, I mean, it's a directorial debut. Wow, Annihilation beat out eighth grade for you. Unbelievable. <laughs> okay, carry on. I'm going to get to why. I can't <laughs> wait to tell you why, actually. Um, but yeah, eighth grade, so good. I mean, it's just like... Uh, concur. W- what a lovely little film to watch. I thought it actually had some really um, emotional moments, too, which surprised me. It's not just all like fun and games, but... Incredibly I, insightful. Yeah, I thought it was... Uh, it, you know, I, I love a movie that can focus on kids and actually really feels like it does Captures a, a good job yeah, of actually showcasing what it could be like to or what it was like to be a kid. And I thought this movie had a lot of moments in it that I felt like related to me and probably relates to many people who were, you know, living through that time of eighth grade. I thought it was really oh, realistic. I'll say it later and I'll say it now. I <laughs> loved it as well. And I thought it yeah. definitely succeeded in capturing an intangible quality that mm-hmm. transcends the screen that does definitely resonates with you. You and know, well I mean, acted too. Well acted, well directed, mm-hmm. great screenplay and excellent writing and it just yeah, all around good movie. I mean, it's simple, you know? Mm-hmm. It's there's a simplicity to it and yet it really does kind of dig into the complexities of our current state of affairs you know Mm -hmm. and how that affects like the youth of today totally yeah like the whole you know she's obsessed with technology yeah and that's like the first movie i've seen of its kind that really does showcase kind of where we're at now 2018 yeah it's like a coming of age (laughs) film that takes place now and i just haven't seen that you know before and it really is interesting to see kind of the similarities and the differences between you know what it was like for me and what it's like now and I don't know. And then, yeah, it really does capture like a raw, real quality and and really, you know, real emotions. Yeah. And I loved it. It felt very insightful for sure. Totally. Like he did his research, you know, he, he really like yeah. had a take. And, and I felt um, very much that it was it was presented to us in a in a like a fully realized form. Yeah. And he totally mm-hmm. succeeded in getting great performances. Yeah, like yeah. whatever his secret was, it worked, you yeah. know, like that's not an easy thing to do no, to know how to direct little, kids, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. and to do it effectively and in a way that feels uh, like really genuine. Mm-hmm. All right. What's your, uh, number six here? My number six is <laughs> I, okay. This could be a bit of a cheat, but, uh, <laughs> I went with it anyway. The end of the effing world. Okay, Not a flick. 2017, I believe. Oh, is that so? Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, no, I, I thought it was, it was 2017. Well, I watched it in 2018, so you know what? <laughs> Fuck all y'all. <laughs> and it's for me number six. So it's great. I loved <laughs> it, beat it too. Mary it's Poppins. <laughs> it beat the favorite. It beat the favorite. It beat, it beat Green the, Book. Wow, Green really? Book. Yeah. Oh my oh, god. Oh hell yeah! Wow. It was great. I mean, I mean I it was it like a nonstop fun and a look. It's definitely on par with... It's a TV series, but... (laughs) TV series that came out in 2017, but go ahead. Sure, but I mean, here's the thing. I mean, it may as well be... It's it's definitely transcends movie quality. I I mean, mean, it's like really really well directed, really well acted. The writing's great, and it's like a really fun, addictive thing that you just want to be a part... Like, you just want to, you know, go on this journey with these kids. And, And it's... I love it. I loved it. I loved it. If you missed it in 2017. <laughs> well, did I love it? Okay. I liked it quite a bit. I, I liked it quite a bit. And it was just, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And uh, I can't wait for season two. 
Yeah, they confirmed it. Yeah. Boom, and so can't for wait. me, I think I'm I'm gonna just go ahead and call it a movie because I've watched the whole thing in a day. You're gonna go ahead and call it a movie. And you're gonna go ahead and call it twenty eighteen. I'm gonna go ahead and call it twenty eighteen. <laughs> That's all right, you know, you're a rule breaker if I ahead. ever heard of it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I'll just stay, yeah, I'll put it right there. I yeah, beautifully shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great really well pr- shot. uh great processing, like just mm-hmm. the colors and I mean yeah, all the visual great. elements of it editing are really great. really great. The editing's great. The screenplay and the script is great. Mm-hmm. The acting, it flows so it, it just flows, flows so well. So well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, ah, good actors. Yeah, great actors. Adorable actually. actors. The two, the two main characters are great. They're both cute them are, as fuck. They're cute as fuck. I'll say as well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just I want more. I hope. I mean, I I am going to take a, a little chance here and, mm. and just presume that mm. season two is not going to be as good. I mean, what the at, kids are not going to be as cute. There's no doubt. Well, for one, be all also, I loved how I loved its <laughs> conclusion. Is all I'll say. Right. You know? It was. It left off on such a cool, kind of poignant yet non. And I don't need more. I'll take more. Non spoon fed way. Yeah, I don't need. I want more. I want more. But I don't need, I don't more, need more. It felt I, yeah. like a good ending. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like it could have ended right there. Yeah. And. In fact, it's almost like food for thought. It you know? is food for thought. You know. <laughs> It feeds the, the brain, to, so to speak. Um, but on the other hand, yeah, you know, what was cool about, well, without giving anything mm-hmm, away, mm-hmm, it just, mm-hmm. it doesn't, it, 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 yeah, it's food for thought. It's food for thought. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I guess I said it best <laughs> when I said food for thought. I suppose that saying does really fit the mold <laughs> it here, really doesn't does, it? really does, yeah, without giving away. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. It's great. Um, my number five. Now we're getting to top five territory. Yeah. Number five is Annihilation. Oh, for fuck's You were waiting. Sake. Oh, you were for waiting the for it. World. You were waiting for it. And here yeah. it is. Wow. Number five. Wow. I loved Annihilation. Wow. Um, and I'll say this much. Fuck me twice and call me plenty. I'll say. <laughs> call me plenty. I'll say this much. I when I was watching it, my experience of watching it was in the beginning. I was like, I like it. I'm not like in love with this movie. But as it went on. It got more and more intriguing. Obviously, there's some major developments that happen. And after a certain point, I was far more into it. And again, without giving away anything too much, I think this is the the reason I put this so high is the last 15 minutes of this movie is actually the thing that stuck with me the most, more than actually anything else on this entire list ah! the last 15 minutes of this ah, movie i thought you crumb i think about the, your balls and call yourself stacy i don't know what you're talking about are, you don't know what i'm talking about do you not recall oh, i wouldn't say min- that the last 15 minutes transcends anything stunning. on a list no stunning i this mean that they're my, cool but it's like not oh, i mean we'll, was, we'll talk later no i mean <laughs> the this is there the, are other last 15 minutes of other films that i would say you're kidding me right. you're kidding me <laughs> No, I'm going to say it right here. Wait, did you say, am I kidding you? You're kidding me. No, I'm absolutely not kidding you, <laughs> which we will talk about later. Okay, well, I'm just saying for me, if I had to, if, if this is a ranking of my top 10 favorite sequences of 2018, number one sequence would be the ending sequence of Annihilation. Oh my fuck. Number one. Out of this world. It's it's memorable. <laughs> it's, you gotta get. it's got these like, it the... Just the production of it and, and the imagery. I mean, the imagery. But what about other movies we've seen the last 15 minutes of? I mean, I we'll think I later. know what you're referring to, <laughs> but I still think this beats it out. Oh, for fuck's sake. I gotta say. It's just so good. It's 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 haunting. <laughs> the music is incredible. For I like, fuck's sake, we'll talk about music later. Oh, uh, will we? <laughs> we? I looked Absolutely. up the soundtrack of this and I was listening to the music that they play in those last 15 minutes. I just think it's like next level. I think Okay, the- honorable mention then, if we're talking music here, uh, we watched First Man today mm-hmm. and the music in that was good. great. I would put that in a top five music of all flicks of 2018 i agree with that like definitely i loved the excellently theme. yeah mm. excellently executed composition mm-hmm. great arrangements mm-hmm. and very well placed yeah in the it movie. shut up when it should have exactly <laughs> yeah and like i mean i felt i felt that it was when it was being used it was used in a really interesting mm-hmm. like non-dictatorial way mm-hmm. but it's got nothing on annihilation the final 15 minutes of annihilation the next level know. wait music wise Music wise, yes. Oh, I do not know. Are you motherfucking kidding me? Well, the, actually, I don't remember. Oh my god, so I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna play it. No, no, I remember. It's like this. I guess I don't even want to describe it because it kind of gives away something. But like, it's just, um, it's incredible, and not. It's the whole sequence of things. Like, there's 
there's something that maybe you're thinking of and then there's something that maybe you're not remembering that happens in this sequence that to me was it just is really I remember stuff there's imagery in that last i remember the imagery but it's not it doesn't beat out other oh my god it stuck with me it's haunting hey look it's i still think about it deeply you loved it you loved it and i only watched it once and i'm thinking like maybe i just won't ever i kind of almost just want to keep it as it was because it has really like ingrained itself wait in my you mind. mean to like watch it again the final 15 minutes yeah oh interesting i mean i haven't seen the whole i've only seen the film once in theaters and i really wish that people would have seen that in theaters because i feel like it's the last 15 minutes are like really a sort of thing that reminds you that the theater experience is important because mm. it's really the visuals and the music together in an extremely big and loud kind of way that makes those final 15 minutes. I mean, it was like, I remember getting chills in the theater. It really, it really struck a chord with me. Yeah, it I vibrated my soul. I remember you liking it a lot. I, yeah. <laughs> it vibrated your soul. Um, oh, but for that also, reason alone, it's number five. Okay. I want to just also uh, put out there that, as I said, honorable mention music from First mm-hmm. Man. Um, the music was composed by Justin Hurwitz, who mm-hmm. also did the mu- music to um, La La Land. And mm-hmm. I just want to say for the record, excellent talent. I mean, very, very good composer mm-hmm. and shout out <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. really love the love, love your work yeah. keep doing it <laughs> all right what's your number five um uh, my number five is eighth grade mm-hmm. and yes i think that Close by far enough. and away Mine was six years no five. but i think this movie absolutely by far and away beats out annihilation i'm sorry to say well whatever i mean that's your prerogative <laughs> yeah i mean this was a great piece of slice of life you know just no fuckery really involved you know what i mean and i yeah. think that annihilation there were just for me there is some fuckery annihilation I'll yeah i mean totally it's like i walk away from it with an imprint in my mind of you know kind of a cgi like polished oh, like so infused cool. thing i felt like it, it just did a good didn't job leave with me with that you know visceral feeling do that you i get recall from real, the other sequence i do recall i do i recall it Yes. But also not CG. Yes, like I a, do. I, exactly. There's the combination of the two, which for me, it kind of cancels it out. You know what I mean? No, but the sequence with the thing. I remember. <laughs> I know. There's one in the middle and the yeah. one at the end. Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember. And, Memorable. And, but, I, you know, I, I don't my know. Seat my heart was pounding. It didn't vibrate my soul, so to speak. I'll <laughs> it say that It vibrated my soul. I'll tell you what. Anyway, I just Anyways, thought eighth, eighth grade, grade yeah. was, you know, was a great movie. Mm-hmm. And I give that a very enthusiastic number five. I agree. I loved it. <laughs> And I was even like considering putting it a little higher, but you know what? Yeah, no, Other there are a couple things out. that beat it out, mm-hmm. but that this is now we're at the point in my list where I am pretty in- excited about these movies. And oh yeah, enthusiastic about them. Oh, I totally agree. The next all, I mean, <laughs> at the, we're deep into what I. These next four films to me are like two enthusiastic thumbs ups. Just like get get out there and see these movies. Oh, and by the way, the music for Eighth Grade was also really great. Yeah, I know. The score and all that. Yeah, I mean, loved it. very good music in that Electronic movie. Electronic stuff. Um, okay, number four. Is that all you want to say about Eighth Grade? Just a, another shout out for, for Eighth Grade uh, mm-hmm. score composition. That's Anna, Anna Meredith. Mm-hmm. Excellent Incredible. composer. I think one of the best scores of the year, actually. Yeah, I would definitely put it up there. I mean, she, and I think that, I, I could be wrong. Oh, no, she's Scottish. Sorry. Okay. I thought maybe she was from the Bay Area, but mm-hmm. she's like an electronic music uh, composer and, mm-hmm. you know, probably more than that. But a lot of the music in eighth grade is electronic and it's, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved it. All right. Number four for me is The Favorite by Yorgos Lanthimos, which we have briefly talked about okay. earlier. The Favorite, man, this movie, it is... N- would normally not be my cup of tea. I'm not like the biggest fan of period piece dramas, but he created a film that I felt like was a totally unique take on a period piece drama. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the acting from all three of the leads were, were was incredible, um, and especially uh, Rachel Wise and uh, Olivia Coleman. Um, they were just so good. Uh, again, Yorgos Lanthimos, to me at this point. I am so on board with Yorgos as a filmmaker. I think Yorgos, we know Yorgos. him. Yorgos, Lanthimos, you know, him, you, know yeah. you know Yorgos, the Greek director. Um, I think he's one of the best working directors right now. And I think he's really solidified himself with these last couple films mm-hmm. as being a director that I just like can't wait for his next films. I think he really has a vision. He's a visionary director. He, um, he gets a unique uh, perspective and performance 
uh, from his actors. This also is a is I think his most I think I said this when we um, did our episode on it, but I think it's his most accessible film as well. And I think it will be the film that can hopefully get him uh, the recognition I think he's deserved for, frankly, quite some time hmm. uh, as being a director that people should really watch out for. I mean, I've been beating Wait. the drum on him for a while, and I think The Favorite has a sort of um, wider audience appeal to it than his other films. It's it's definitely less weird uh, or less kind of surreal, I would say. Um, but there are moments. Yeah, there's some surreal. surreal moments, but I mean, nothing as... It's all like with a lot more in the realm of reality than yeah. his other work, which frequently goes into more of like surreal territory, which I love. And in fact, that was my only complaint, small complaint because he made up for it in spades in other ways. But I would have actually liked this film to have even gotten a little more surreal. I would have appreciated that. No. But not even to say though that you shouldn't see this film. I mean, it's incredible. It definitely is one of my favorites of the year. Obviously it's number four. Um, yeah, it's just I, I love it. Oh, is this film? Did, sorry, I don't know if you said this. I, I I zone out for a second. Did he did did this film? Uh, is it being recognized on other award lists? Uh, yeah, it won okay. big time at um, what is it? The uh, fucking you know the things. Golden Globes. Golden Globes. It won big time. At oh, Golden it did. Yeah. What did it win? A lot of things. I forget exactly what, but it Best won. Best actress, maybe. It yeah, I think it won best okay. supporting actress or something like that. I don't know, but it's definitely been getting awards, which is great. Uh, it didn't win like best film or anything, but well, that's I think better it will, than some of the stuff. That's I think there. it will be up for Oscars, and I think that this will be the. It'll mean that it's his first film that has got Oscars. I believe I could be wrong about that. Wow, but it's. I think um, yeah, it's. I think it's going to be kind of like breakout hit in a way. Yeah, well, I look. I'm much more on board with that than these other movies that are being, you know. Oh, me too. Lauded <laughs> as being like. <laughs> right. All right. What's your number that? four? My number four is Revenge. Love it. Yeah. I mean, look. I thought this was definitely worthy of being in the top five. I mean, this movie was awesome. Mm -hmm. Brilliantly shot. Mm -hmm. I mean, really well acted, and mm -hmm. it was just a really fun, wild ride. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. there's nothing about it that you should. I mean. That's all there is to it, you know, mm -hmm. is it's just a great, fun adventure and just sit back, relax and enjoy the ride type mm -hmm. of thing. And I love that kind of movie without having to think too hard about it. You know, you're just there and you're in it for the for the adventure, the thrill of it. And Total it really thrill. is a thrill. Yeah. And um, it really defines thriller. You know? Yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah, totally. And like I. I really had no idea about this movie until you to told until you told mm. totally told me about it, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's like crazy how no one knows about this movie and that mm -hmm. they really got no attention or yeah. no kind of promotion at all. Really, it it's the like, underdog of the year. I oh think. man, that's yeah. I would say number one underdog of the year. This movie. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, straight up. Yeah, looking at my list, like this is the one movie. Well, no, there's one other movie. Okay. Okay. But wow, just really fell by the wayside on this one mm -hmm. in terms of publicity like it just breaks my heart yeah totally and i think that a lot of people who i know that you know don't know about this movie would really enjoy this movie you know i just think this is one of those films that mm -hmm. people would really like if they I knew about it i always think about it as it's like the raw of this year oh, last yeah, yeah. year was another oh, actually wait. french film too right uh, right right directed by a woman um and it was called raw and it was the film that again no one was really talking about it made both our top tens did i just remember a movie that came out last year or this year uh you know the one with um what's his name from twilight uh Oh, Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Good time. Was Good time. That was okay. Because if that had been it was on your list. That, okay, yeah. <laughs> it was on both <clears throat> both our lists. I, I that was another time. lesser known mm -hmm. movie that really was a great fun and they're, ride. They're by the way, they're working on their next film, The Safdie Brothers, who directed Good Time. They're working on their new film. Oh, cool. Which is coming out this year, which I'm really excited for. Yeah, I would say Revenge to me paralleled that a little bit in terms of like funness mm -hmm. and thrill thrill level yeah totally. but less but also like uh you know marketing level being pretty much none <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. although maybe good time got a little more i, I think don't know. good time got a little more push because it was through a24 right. and so they're really good at marketing but it still didn't yeah. get what it deserved <laughs> obviously yeah. um but yeah i just couldn't recommend Re revenge enough oh, i mean i, I just revenge. feel like this movie needs to be told to people <laughs> yeah to see like, it's like it's just at this point it's movie. only hope is word of mouth and which is why we're giving it word yeah. of mouth right now <laughs> i mean shout out <laughs> yeah all right um so yeah definitely a very enthusiastic number four hell yeah all right number three 
for me. Suspiria oh by Luca Guadagnino. Wow. Love Number Suspiria. Three? Number three. Oh my God. Get out of this town. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Right. Well, I assume it's higher on your list, but well. for me, I place it at number three, which is a high regard. I mean, yeah. I, I loved Suspiria. I thought it was incredible. Yet again, Luca Guadagnino just proven that he is also, like I think Yorgos Lanthimos, a filmmaker who is just, he's, I think he's one of the best uh, of our time right now. I think uh, his films have a real essence to them that is unlike a lot. He's pulling from older cinema, but giving it new modern life. Right. Um, And that's exactly what Suspiria is. It's, It's pulling from an older time. Uh, it feels of the it's 70s. It's a fresh but, outlook on a, yeah. like, really on kind of traditional film ways of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. He's giving but it a fresh, fresh look. Totally yeah. fresh take. Like, it's not, it's not like a total throwback. I think there's a lot of directors who can... I think it's easier, actually, for a director to just Copy. do a throwback. You yeah, know, like, yeah, no. we're going to make a film that is of he's the 70s. Like, he's actually evolving something no, yeah, that he really he's, is. he's pulling from the past, using the palette, and mm-hmm. progressing it into an evolutionary process. And it's so exciting. Mm-hmm. And he's the only one doing it at that level. He's and amazing. He's amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Just genius. Um, I mean, he clearly knows his craft. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, also a, is an artist. Yeah. A true artist. Uh, so Suspiria, you know, if you don't know it, it's a horror film that came out this year. Um, and uh, it's about a... Uh, a dance uh, school in, a, 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 a prestigious dance school in Berlin uh, that this girl gets accepted into and she begins to uncover some darkness that's going on there. Um, it's incredible. Extremely well acted. I loved Tilda in it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, this film really stuck with me. There's sequences in here that, again, have been <clears throat> very much etched in my mind. Totally, uh, you know really memorable they there it's the pacing is incredible especially for it being riveting i believe it's like two and a half hours or something it's a long film but it feel it just flies by to me as just like incredible pacing incredible acting the color palette's great cinematography's great there's really nothing there's no complaint i have about the film anyways <laughs> what's your number three all right so my number three is border and i just remember oh, you didn't yeah. like that movie that much <laughs> which border. is not legit <laughs> didn't I make mean, my top 10 i'll say that wow much. i can't believe that didn't make your top 10 that well movie look was it's so just cool. didn't really hit me in the way it hit i know it hit you in a really unique way i love, yeah, I love I mean, that it, i love that you love it okay i'm not sh- okay I, to be honest i'm not sure if i liked it more than revenge like i could kind of like interchange those in order in terms of mm-hmm. order um liked it more than the favorite huh more than eighth grade huh wow i'm not sure to be honest okay if i liked it more than eighth grade. i i really liked it it was I know just like you, a weird, interesting I think movie you did. that was really unexpected, <laughs> caught me off guard. And maybe part of the reason I liked it so much was because I had no idea about it going into it. I yeah. had no level of expectation. And that always tends to result in a better reaction than when you do have expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, really quick, it's directed by Ali Abbasi. Yeah. Um, so it's something to look up. It's a... Uh, what was what was the is it a Danish film shit? Yeah. Okay, it's a Danish Danish oh, film. Oh no, I think it's Swedish. Sorry. Swedish. Swedish film. <laughs> um but yeah, I really <clears throat> thought this movie was an interesting uh, cool movie and I just I liked the visual I liked the visual elements of it. I thought the acting was really good mm-hmm. and it was just really unexpected and um just a bizarre kind of my type of thing yeah. my type of movie it's wild it's definitely a wild film i like movies that are they're like bucolic i mean it has like a bucolic element to it but i also like when they go weird places and and um and you know i don't know i without giving away too yeah, much yeah. yeah it just it incorporated elements that i seek out in mil- in film mm-hmm. in a lot of films it, and, and yeah it's very unique i mean like it's dealing with themes that uh, you know, I haven't seen in a film actually in quite some time. So yeah, it's just such a weird, alone, it's a I mean, weird ass movie. You should definitely seek it out. I mean, I think it's, I think it's worth watching. It just I mean, didn't hit me in the weird. same way. Sorry. Yeah. You yeah. Know, the theme itself is, yeah, yeah, yeah. is not weird, but is unique. Is what yeah, I mean. yeah. I mean, but also I wouldn't say it's even as weird as like maybe some people would consider the word weird to mean like weird is obviously kind of a vague term that mm-hmm. means one thing to another person. But for mm. me, it just, yeah, it, it just, it's got the right elements in it for me, and it, it's got the right amount <laughs> yeah. of, you know, kind of off the cuff. Well, I think given what its subject matter is, it is just more inclined to hit you more than it would hit me. To a degree. To a degree. I, I was fine. surprised. You know, I was surprised you didn't like it. 
just but wasn't yeah. it wasn't my thing but i guess it's number three i mean look it could have been i would say that my numbers three four and five really could have maybe gone in any order mm-hmm. but um, my number two and one i think are in the correct order <laughs> for me i think i know but yeah all right so number two for me hereditary ah shit by me too ari oster oh really let's That's just talk my about number this together two. Then. yeah 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 all right so it's both our number twos which yeah. is very exciting uh-huh. um hereditary by ari oster um this is his directorial debut which to me is a an amazing sign of a wow. great director to yeah. come yeah um it's a horror film that came out this year it's about a family who is dealing with um an intense tragedy that's happened within the family and uh it's sort of the fallout of that and it just kind of is a wild ride it's a wild ride into darkness i mean this film i think captured darkness like no other film this year i mean it was this is another film to me that has imagery and sequences in it that I know I will be remembering for a long time oh, to yeah. come. That and movie stuck with me. It's It sticks with you. It's yeah. interesting that all these movies really, I mean, my top four movies are all like kind of dark. I mean, yeah. I guess that was really the theme of this year. And I mean, it was like, there's a lot of dark stuff that came out. I tend to lean towards dark stuff, but I will say, not I me. mean, Lean on Pete. Always. I mean, lean on Pete isn't that dark. Um, eighth grade is not that dark. Uh, and the favorite is not that dark. I mean, I guess they like, all have elements of darkness. Those but are just a few. Well, the favorite I would say is dark. I guess it's dark, but it's also funny at times yeah. too. It's, but it's, it's not just like, a, like weird that I mean, yeah, these are all like borderline horror movies. You know, most of these ones that I'm, I mean, in my top four, and so it's kind of like just what I like. I don't know. <laughs> I I I tend to not only. I mean, I do like horror, but I you know I'm I'm not only interested in that. It's just. I think horror has a resurgence right now, though. I think we're in a really Why interesting... I just think that, like, right now, horror is... Uh, the themes that it's dealing with are far more interesting to me than the themes that it was dealing with, like, five, ten years ago. Hmm. You know, when, like, Saw was big. When it was oh, more God. of, like, that was a torture down- porn. That was a downward kind of, period. Yeah. That was, like, a low point for horror movies, I think. It was a it was a fairly low point, I would say, as well. Yeah, I have no interest in torture <laughs> But it's porn. back to being more character-driven. And right. to me, that's far more interesting. And that's what Hereditary is. It's... Totally character driven, psychological, um, psychological. It deals with the occult, yeah, which I love. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I'm drawn to in terms mm-hmm. of horror movies. You know, I mean, but it's shocking too. Yeah, it it's got, yeah, it's shocking. It's just got it's it's a little unpredictable, which I really like, and it definitely like m- leaves you wanting to know more. Like it 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 makes you care about the story. There's mm-hmm. definitely a concern for the history of the characters mm-hmm. and sort of like what things mean. And I found myself going on a rabbit hole after the movie, looking up like sort mm-hmm. of backgrounds on the characters and yeah. trying to figure out elements to the story and putting the pieces together. And I wasn't the only one who felt that way about this movie. There are a lot of people who were like analyzing it and trying to kind of look for clues and, and go back into the footage and, and figure things out. And I think that's the sign of something that is, you know, that captures something special. Totally. I saw it three times this year. I think. Oh, it was, you did? Yeah. Cause I showed it to uh, Josh oh. and then I showed it to uh, my parents. <laughs> yeah. And all three times it was like, so cool. It was just like, I loved, I still loved it. And I know? would say I would probably, I would probably be interested in watching it again. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of little details that are fun. To right. See. Oh yeah. Like knowing everything that transpires, it's kind of interesting to go back and watch and look for like details and stuff. All right, should we move on to our number one film? Number one. No matter what. This is it. All right, you go ahead. Okay. Well, number one film of 2018 for me is You Were Never Really Here by Lynn Ramsey. Oh, man. That movie? (laughs) Loved this movie. Oh, my God. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix stars uh, in uh, this film by Lynn Ramsey. Um, Super lean film, too. It's only like 80 minutes. Um, and I just felt like the pacing was insanely good. I mean, like, you know, it's it's extremely well-crafted, extremely well-edited, so unique. Lynn Ramsey, to me, is, I think, one of the most exciting directors working. And she rarely puts out films. Um, but I feel like when she does, it's like these really intense and uh, exciting statements. And it's just such a bummer that she doesn't put out films more regularly. Her last film was, I think, five or six, maybe even seven years ago called um we need to talk about kevin which i absolutely adored i that's actually one of my favorite films ever 
Wow, um, I really? love that movie. Oh, I actually yeah. recently rewatched it and I was like, what a feat of filmmaking this. It's so unique in like her use of color and just like um, she makes these stories that um, are told somewhat. L- it's like linear sto- storytelling, but it's all scrambled and uh, the editing style like it's like a, jiz- a jigsaw uh, puzzle, mm-hmm. her films. And you were never really here to me. Um, there's just these in, these intense imagery throughout the film. Um, I thought the way that she also hand it's kind of like a rev, it's a it's a revenge thriller, um, but non traditional. I mean, it plays with your expectations, and uh, there's certain sequences that you think would go one way that. Uh, she pulls back from and is focusing on something entirely different and those sequences i just i just loved it i don't want to give away anything but you can listen to uh the full episode that we did on this film earlier this year so for me it was my favorite film of the year i loved this movie and i think Mm. people you got to seek it out it's on it's actually right now i want to just say it's on amazon prime for fucking free so if you have uh amazon prime it's on their movie service whatever it's called amazon whatever they video. Call it. video yeah amazon video for free so check it out it's a quick watch again it's like 80 minutes and i just felt like the last half of this movie was just non-stop intensity uh the music's incredible the soundtrack's by johnny greenwood of radiohead mm-hmm. the soundtrack is just gorgeous i mean it's amazing mm. loved this movie yeah, again, a movie that for me didn't really leave much of a mark. I, I remember I thought about it as being, you know, a movie that I watched this year mm-hmm. in consideration for my top 10, but mm-hmm. I just couldn't really remember it that well. And I thought I must not have liked it that much. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's cared. border. I think it's it's uh, it's my border, border for you. Yeah, <laughs> like for you. Yeah. Okay, and, and, you know, I think that's uh, it makes sense to me that this film wouldn't resonate with you and that border wouldn't resonate for me. Like, I mm. think there's just something that's just the difference in our uh, opinions yeah, you know could be. <laughs> in our tastes i mean could have been. oftentimes we align with taste which i assume mm-hmm. uh we're gonna talk about here in just a second <laughs> and uh oftentimes we don't and i think that's you know it's good it's exciting could be yeah i mean i'm sure you know this at this point but number one for me i'm dominic knows not the maybe yeah people out there a few of you who are listening <laughs> don't know this but you're about to number one for me suspiria boom hands down yeah I mean, I will say, I think it, I, I think this movie was practically perfect in every way, except for <laughs> that it starts off a little slow. And I mean, even for me, and I'm okay with slow usually, but I think that, well, maybe I would have been totally okay with the pacing if I was watching it alone. But I think that I'm sensitive to how other people are perceiving, you know, whatever it is we're observing as mm-hmm. audience members. And I felt there being like a little bit of an antsiness <laughs> from the other viewers around me and for me i was like okay i guess this part could be a little like oh whatever this part could have gotten cut or i disagree i actually but, think you know, the beginning I, is super intriguing ultimately right from it was the beginning okay, actually it's just like it was boom okay. we're in i mean it. like there's just not a whole lot of crazy i mean basically at a certain point you're just it fires up and it's like okay it's full blast off at this point. I mean, point. yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Like it crosses the threshold at a certain point. In the but movie. when it when it crosses it, it makes it so much more impactful that you really don't see it coming in a way how intense it's going to be. Because for me, I was like in I was sort of lulled into believing in the beginning of the film that oh okay, you know this is going to be a, a moderately more paced, back. you know, yeah. like maybe it won't get too crazy. But then like when it hit, when shit hits the fan, I mean, it really shocked me. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, beyond anything else, this was just an incredible art piece. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, like the art direction in this movie is off the charts, mm-hmm. truly off the charts. I yeah. mean, it's visionary. Mm-hmm. It's executed so superbly on all fronts. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just a work of true professionalism, you know, mm-hmm. and that it's, it really is on its own level, you know. I just think that it's something that couldn't have been done by someone else, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? This is something that is the vision of a person who mm-hmm. had the vision, you know, and executed it so, so just really superbly, you know, and um, with such skill and really transcends kind of, yeah, what the the history that it's drawing from and, and like the tools that it was given from its like, filmmaking predecessors mm-hmm. and really uses that to go to a new place to reach new levels it's also a remake and i think it's one of the only times i've ever seen a remake 
be better than the original film in oh my, my opinion God. it's better than absolutely than the original yeah film. i mean it definitely yeah i think it beats the original mm-hmm. hands which down. is wild i mean that's a rare feat <laughs> yeah and i mean i yeah there's just so many good things about this movie like there's choreography there's mm, oh yeah mm-hmm. dance choreography in it oh, that yeah. is so amazing incredible. the costume designs are just incredible. crazy <laughs> incredible visionary and yeah. the music is off the charts i agree the art direction is insanely good in this tom movie. york did the the uh the the score and yeah and did some original songs for the he movie is and... sort of in talks to probably get um at least a nod for uh, best song this year oh my god which would be exciting i would be totally i, I really that. hope he at least gets uh, a nomination so that there's gonna be something interesting in these oscars to watch right. him perform the song yeah, yeah. right <laughs> otherwise this is gonna be a bore fest as usual <laughs> well we'll talk about that later yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i i just uh i really really appreciated this movie and like even if it wasn't a horror movie it was a great movie mm-hmm. you know on its own like it just transcended genre for me in terms of like the other elements that being incorporated into it and um Two enthusiastic thumbs up. Hell yeah, I agree. Very good uh, Luca Guadagnino work there. You know, I mean, it's like, okay, this guy knows what the hell he's doing. Last year, he pulled, he came through hardcore with mm-hmm. all guns blazing with Call Me By Your Name. And mm-hmm. now we're seeing another side of this artist who is clearly expert as just a great filmmaker on all fronts. I mean, yeah, for those of you who didn't listen last year, um, Laura, for all intents and purposes, placed Call Me By Your Name as her number one <laughs> film of 2017, <laughs> minus a uh, bit of a shakeup when she named uh, Little Women of 1980 uh, better. But It didn't come out in 1980. It was like 1996 or something. Oh, really? Okay, well, whatever. Anyways, point being, um, for all intents and purposes, oh, Call Me By Your Name was your favorite film of 2017, and now his next film, Suspiria, is your favorite film of 2018. So... I guess it's pretty safe to say that this is. I like, love this filmmaker. You love he's very, very good. Two years in a row, he's nabbed the top spot for you. That's pretty incredible. Sorry, by the way, Little Women came out ninety four, not ninety six. Ninety four. There you go. My mistake. Um, but yeah, yeah so yeah, Luke Guadagnino Luke for Guadagnino you is, like is your, there is your no shit. doubt he is a great <laughs> artist filmmaker. Mm-hmm. I mean, he knows his shit. Mm-hmm. I totally agree too. I think he's one of the best living directors. Yeah, right I now. think he could be a contender for like top, you know, in the top three living directors. Mm-hmm. Up there with like you know Quentin Tarantino, mm-hmm. and for me Yorgos you know, Lanthimos. See, Those are like my th- I think my three favorite directors right now are Yorgos Lanthimos, Luca uh, Guadagnino, and Tarantino. And, and well, I don't know. Who, by the way, is putting out a film this year? Tarantino's oh, new really? film is coming out in June. Oh, cool. I would I would argue that yeah, Quentin Tarantino and Luca Guadagnino, they both seem to have an acute kind of uh, knowledge of filmmaking history, mm-hmm. and they are both able to utilize the tools from mm-hmm. the past in ways that are really refreshing and new and yeah. like visionary and and like you know sort of singular to their own artistic design i think that's but the they're key. really they are like the product of an accumulation mm-hmm. of everything that came before them but it's singular it's like you couldn't mistake their films exactly no they're so films. original and yeah. so like visionary to themselves but i think that that came from really just really knowing the craft you know expert mm-hmm. they're just expert they're experts in their field you know they, they yeah. know the ins and outs it seems like that yeah the products that they create are they're just signs of of some of people who really know their craft you know and are also like really strong visionary artists mm-hmm. and that to me is just that's what i i hope for as an artist myself is to be able to like not only be visionary and be inspired but also to like know the craft and know the skills to be able to like execute that craft so expertly and i just feel like they really are living examples of that of what i strive to be as yeah like as an artist personally they're totally heroes of mine as well i mean they embody that that paradigm you know what i mean of Mm -hmm. of both craftsmen and art and visionary um i'll say the three films that i'm most excited for coming out for 2019 just as a little brief little teaser mm. here is obviously Twin- quentin tarantino's uh new film called once upon a time in hollywood mm-hmm. um but also gaspar noe uh who is a french director he's putting out a new film called climax uh and he did enter the void which is i think the one of the best um drug films or psychedelic films that has ever been made totally i still haven't seen that and really i know we should watch that that on my top 10 but we're gonna we're definitely gonna (laughs) see climax though because that's his new film um and it looks like another just total trip his movies are trips you know like he just 
he's also a visionary director. He also did um, Irreversible, which is like one of the most intense movies I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, all his films are super crazy. So I can't wait for this new one called Climax. And the third film that I'm really excited for is Velvet Buzzsaw, uh, directed by Dan Gilroy, uh, starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, Hmm. And this is the the other. Wait, wasn't he in a movie that came out this year? He's in Wildlife. Wildlife by Paul Dano. Oh, right. Yes, that's it. Which I haven't seen. Sorry. But um, Velvet Buzzsaw is uh, the next film from Dan Gilroy, who uh, previously did Nightcrawler. Oh, I love that movie. Which I fucking love Nightcrawler. That was one of the best movies of that time. Not that just that year, but I remember seeing that thinking, this is one of the better movies I've seen in years. And it totally got overlooked as well. Right. 2014 is when it came out. Um, Uh So this is his new film. Also has Jake Gyllenhaal in it. Uh So he's kind of like getting the team back together in a way. And it looks like it looks wild. It's it's mm-hmm. it's it's Jake Gyllenhaal stars as like a art critic or something, but it's like kind of the dark side of art, uh, the art world or something. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's going to be a dark romp. I'm uh-huh. excited for it. <laughs> and he's playing like a wild character. He seems like a very eccentric kind of character. Mm. Uh, that's actually coming out very soon. It's coming out in like a couple weeks. What's the name of the Quentin Tarantino movie again? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. I mean, that's just, I'm sure that's going to be great. I mean, Tarantino always pulling through with great films. Yeah. All right. Well, that's been our top 10 of the year. I say it was a well-marbleized little conversation. Yeah, you know, I mean, we had had a couple outliers on each other's lists, but nothing nothing that I didn't uh, potentially see coming. But, uh, you know, it's all... Another honorable mention, by the way. Oh, Outlander this year. (laughs) The TV ah! series. I will say it's definitely the lowest point in the show. I mean, in terms of, you know, past seasons, this isn't, the least fun season uh-huh. at least good season actually i mean there's a lot to it that i didn't like but still watching it still mm-hmm. getting kicks out of it and uh looking forward to the season finale next weekend yeah um if you saw a film too that we that didn't make it on our list that you thought was really great and maybe you want us to like check it out and we haven't mentioned it uh, write us in at totallytellme at gmail.com and we'll definitely listen to your suggestions and you know maybe we'll watch it on a future episode yeah, to catch up on a film that we might have overlooked mm-hmm. um, but yeah or just let us know what your favorite film was of, of this year even if it was on our list I'm curious to know what, what our audience thinks of films you know what's, what's up what's up with you this has been Totally Tell Me we post new episodes every other Wednesday on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher and SoundCloud uh, if you dig us please share us with a friend uh, let them know about it Leave us a rating on iTunes. It helps us get the word out. It helps us help helps us get new fans. Um, and yeah, we're gonna be back in, in two weeks with a new episode. Which, two very enthusiastic thumbs weeks. <laughs> which I can just spoil right now has um, Max and Nikki Weinbacher coming on. We've already recorded, which is why I know it was coming out. But yeah. we review Mary Poppins, so tune in for that, which was returns. one of the top ten. Mary Poppins returns. Mary Poppins returns is what I meant by that, indeed. So uh, I would be more than happy to review the original Mary Poppins. (laughs) I don't know. uh, Starring uh, Dick Van Dyke and the wonderful Julie Andrews. Huge influence on me and myself and I. Go ahead and say whatever you want. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. All right, this has been uh, Totally Tell Me. Uh, We'll see you in a couple weeks. Bye.